glyphosate itself, that will or will not be on the, the package. That, that will not. That will not be listed anywhere. For example, you say you're buying some oatmeal, which tests very high in glyphosate. It will not say anywhere on that package that it's sprayed with glyphosate. <laughs> I think it should come in with, with a warning label. Yeah, it, it absolutely should. Then it's known carcinogen. If I'm the company, I'm not advertising that. But as a right. consumer, I want to know. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 29 of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Kevin. And yes, we are still doing a virtual podcast here. I am still in Florida for the next couple of weeks, and Kevin is still in North Carolina. But Kevin, did you know that there are over 300 million pounds of glyphosate used in the U.S. every single year? Do you know what glyphosate is? No, let's start there. What the heck is glyphosate? Yeah, so glyphosate is it's the active ingredient in Roundup Ready, which is a synthetic herbicide, which has, it's actually been linked to many different uh, diseases, including cancer. It can disrupt our hormones, which can lead to so many different problems. And it has even been shown to uh, cause liver and kidney damage. But it, there are f- basically five things that you can do right now, today, to reduce your exposure to glyphosate. But before we get to those things, um, I think we should go a little bit more in depth on why glyphosate is actually used in the first place. Yeah, I've heard you mention glyphosate a ton. I've heard you mention pesticides and herbicides a ton. But let, why the heck are, are companies using this product on uh, the food we eat? What, what, are they, what is the purpose of it? Yeah, so there's really two main reasons why glyphosate is used. And the first one is that it is used on genetically modified crops. So they they do this basically uh, so they can spray it directly on the crop, but the crop itself won't die, but all of the weeds around it will die. Uh, and they do this by altering the DNA of the plants. That's that's basically what genetic GMOs are, genetically modified crops are. They're they're altering the DNA of this plant so when glyphosate is sprayed on it, it won't die, but like I said, the, all the weeds around it will die. So a lot of times at the grocery store I'll see a product that says non-GMO on it. Is is that what this is referring to? It it hasn't been sprayed with one of these pesticides or herbicides? Not necessarily. So if you see something that's non-GMO, it just means that the ingredients in that product or, you know, say you're, uh, you're buying an apple or something and it says non-GMO, all that means is that that apple in and of itself is not genetically modified, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't sprayed. Hmm. But Okay. So a bit of a, a loophole there. Y- yeah, people see non-GMO and they think, oh, this is good, this is healthy. Um, they may mm-hmm. think, oh, this is the same as organic, but it's it's not. Non-GMO j- just means that it's not genetically modified. Now, for this first reason, remember I said there are two reasons why glyphosate is sprayed. This first reason is specific to GMO crops. And more likely than not, at least for glyphosate, if 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 a product or if a produce item is non-GMO, then yes, hopefully it wasn't sprayed with glyphosate because it's not designed to be resistant to it. Hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, it it does. So I guess when you're looking at a food item and you see non-GMO, is that a green flag? Is that a red flag? Or is that it doesn't necessarily mean anything to me? Yeah, it's kind of a yellow flag. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily (laughs) 
it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, yeah. uh, actually, I shouldn't say it doesn't mean anything. It means something. Um, but there's there's another level we could go uh, of what to look for, and um, mm-hmm. I, I think we'll get we'll we'll get to that later on. But yeah, but that's 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 the first reason why glyphosate is used. It's used on these GMO crops, um, so they can spray it, spray it directly, and it'll kill the weeds, but not the the plant or the crop itself. If you want to have your healthiest year yet and become the most vibrant version of yourself, I recommend you start by cleaning up your skincare products. Swapping for natural options is a must if you want to feel good and glow from the inside out. And Primally Pure has harnessed the power of natural ingredients in their complete line of non-toxic beauty products. From skin body, baby, hair, and home. And you cannot forget about their cult following natural deodorant, which is the deodorant that I use every single day. Primally Pure products are handcrafted with real, raw ingredients to optimize your results and your overall health. And if you don't believe me, check out the testimonials on their Instagram feed and website because that is proof that pure ingredients really do create positive change in your skin. You will not believe the before and after photos and the transformation stories from their community all over the world. And if you're on the fence about making the swap to non-toxic products, especially natural deodorant, check out their five-star reviews at primallypure.com from customers just like you. And once you're convinced, use code CLEANKITCHEN for 15% off your Primally Pure purchase. That's www.primallypure.com slash cleankitchen. Again, use code CLEANKITCHEN at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. I've heard a, a little bit about this. Specifically, I've heard about these because I guess they're, they're trying to kill the weeds around the crops so that they can grow stronger, grow faster, and effectively make more money. Mm-hmm. I, I've read that some of these weeds are actually becoming resistant to glyphosate and other pesticides and herbicides so that one of two things happen when the weeds are resistant. One is is they just spray more glyphosate, which is not a good thing, or they have to create a new chemical that is even more potent than yeah. glyphosate is and kill those those weeds that are resistant to glyphosate. So effectively, two horrible things uh, yeah. if, if weeds continue to get stronger. Yeah, so not good, not good. It's not, <laughs> not good that that, that that is happening because they're basically forced to create something that may be even worse for our health than glyphosate itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you mentioned, you mentioned there's two reasons. That was the first one. What's the second reason? Yeah, so that that's that's the first reason, and uh, I, I guess I I should give you a few examples of those GMO crops. So it's going to be things like soybeans, uh, corn, cotton. Yes, cotton. Even though we're not eating cotton, it's you know on our clothes and towels and bed sheets and things like that, uh, which has been sprayed with glyphosate because it is uh, most likely GMO, genetically modified. Uh, canola, canola oil. That's a big one. That's that's big time GMO, big time sprayed with glyphosate. And uh, sugar beet is also a big one as well. Sure. Um, so the, all of these, all of those are the main genetically modified crops. So getting back to your earlier question, if I did see, I'll say, uh, I'll give an example and say tofu because tofu is made um, from soybeans. If I see non-GMO tofu, then that does actually mean something because since it's non-GMO, that means it's most likely not sprayed with glyphosate. Um, where as opposed to if I if I saw soybeans that were 
just regular, it, it didn't say non-GMO, then I would assume that it is GMO and that it is sprayed with glyphosate. Got it. It's similar to the, the non-GMO question. If any of those crops that you just listed, corn, canola, cotton, if any of them said organic before them, does that mean the same thing that they have not been sprayed with glyphosate? Correct. Organic. Okay. If it if it's organic, it it will not be sprayed with glyphosate or any synthetic pesticides and herbicides for that matter. Got it. Okay. So glyph- yeah. so organic is is a key green flag when we're looking at at these types of crops. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So All so right. so the GMO is the first part of it. The second part of it is that glyphosate is also used as a pre-harvest desiccant. So basically, right before uh right before harvest, before they harvest all of the crops of, of whatever crop they're, they're growing and harvesting, they'll, they'll actually spray the crop with glyphosate right before harvest to dry out the crop and make, it actually makes harvesting easier. They're basically speeding up the harvesting process. So they, so it dries out faster so they can harvest it quicker so they can sell it quicker and ultimately make more money. So hmm. instead of having to wait for it to naturally dry out they're basically spraying glyphosate uh to to dry it out quicker and is it the same types of crops that we were looking at in the first use case as in the second one no unfortunately it's not so the crops that uh that they that they usually spray glyphosate on just before harvest are going to be actually crops that are not gmo Hmm. So things like wheat, which is not genetic, there's no wheat that's genetically modified, um, oats, barley, and then other, other things like lentils, peas, and legumes. A lot of, a lot of these are, um, they're sprayed with glyphosate right before they're harvested, which may be even worse because they're spraying it right before it's getting <laughs> shipped off and they're going to, you know, turn it into some processed food or, uh, or sell it, you know, wheat, wheat flour, uh, hummus is a good example of this. Chickpeas are sprayed right before harvest. So hummus has, tends to contain a lot of glyphosate oats. That, that That's my, one of the big things I always talk about how a lot of oats test really high in glyphosate. So, which is why it's really important to go for organic oats. Yeah. I remember that from the milk episode, specifically oat milk was one that yes. you were very low on because of that. Yes. And actually while I was doing research for this episode, I was a little bit happy because i noticed that uh oatly mm-hmm. which is we know I, I don't i don't love that brand uh because of the ingredients they use but they actually use oats that are certified glyphosate free oh nice okay yeah so with with that is that uh good enough for you to actually consume it or no. you you still no 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that they're at least conscious of it and they know uh-huh. that glyphosate is bad so they're um certified glyphosate free so okay yeah it, between yeah between the first list of crops and the second list i feel like these are the, the largest grown crops in at least america corn cotton wheat barley oats all of these things are just like the the number one to number 10 kind of grown crops in america it's, it's crazy that they're all getting sprayed for the most part uh, with glyphosate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very sad and it's very, um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's overwhelming because it's exactly like you just said it. These are the, the crops that are grown the most in the U S and 
they're all contaminated with glyphosate. Yeah. Yep. You said it's it's scary. We talked about why farmers and companies are using glyphosate on their crops to grow them stronger, faster, and, and effectively make more money. But why is it that you don't like glyphosate? What are the dangers of consuming glyphosate? Yeah, well, in 2015, the uh, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, also known as the IARC, actually cl- classified glyphosate as probably carcinogenic to humans. So that in and of itself is enough for me to avoid glyphosate. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, there have been so many different studies and lawsuits for that matter of of um, people suing Monsanto, which is the which are the uh, the owners of Roundup Ready. And so basically, just to break this down for you, Monsanto is the company, Roundup is the actual herbicide, and glyphosate is the active ingredient in Roundup. Got it. Okay. Um, so specifically, probably carcinogenic to humans means that it can cause cancer in humans. That's enough to stay away, just like that alone. Like, stop the list can cause cancer in humans. You don't need to, to read me anything else. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it, unfortunately, the list goes on and on. <laughs> um, like, like we talked about in the intro, uh, it can disrupt. It's, research has been shown that it disrupts our endocrine um, system and can interfere with, with basically our hormones in our, in, in our body, which can contribute to so many different things. That's the, um, I'd say hormone disruption is is the root cause of a lot of chronic illness in today's society. And I think glyphosate is, is playing a part in that for sure. Yeah. Um, We've talked about having a expert on hormones come on here shortly to help educate all of us on it. But it it, it seems like that's a common thread that we've talked about throughout a mm -hmm. lot of these different topics is that it, it's an endocrine disruptor, but I want to go deeper on that because I think there's, there's a lot there. It feels like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so that's another, that's another key point. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also been some evidence that shown glyphosate can negatively affect the bacteria in our gut. So it's disrupting our gut microbiome, which is so important for so many different things, uh, including mm-hmm. just digesting our food, absorbing nutrients. Uh, but then also our gut microbiome is important for skin health, immune health, uh, cardiovascular health, so many different things. So the fact that it's also disrupting our gut microbiome and our gut bacteria and the way our gut bacteria communicate with each other is also a huge, huge red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one that hits home. I think for us with Crohn's disease, the the gut microbiome, but even on the alcohol podcast, we talked about how there's a direct link between your gut and your brain, which is one of the, the few areas that the brain directly communicates with. I think it, it uses intermediaries for the most part, but that is such a strong connection, the, the gut brain um, axis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, th- so those are just a few, a few reasons why I personally try to avoid glyphosate whenever I can. And we're going to get to a few actionable tips here uh, in a few minutes to, to, to tell you exactly what to do to avoid uh, or to minimize at least your exposure. Unfortunately, it's, it's everywhere nowadays. Um, but those are the concerns that I have for humans consuming it and, and getting into our bodies. But there's also a lot of environmental concerns. So yes, it's bad for us, but it's also terrible for the environment. One reason is that it's quite literally destroying the soil. And every time 
we harvest every time there's a, a new a new I don't know what the correct terminology here is here is but a new harvest uh, of crops they're they're spraying glyphosate on that and every time our nutrients uh, the nutrients in our soil are becoming more and more nutrient poor um, and that's a big big problem because Americans already today we're not getting enough nutrients but every time they spray glyphosate it's killing the soil more and more and making it less and less nutrient dense so we're getting even less less nutrients every <laughs> single time yeah it's not necessarily just a one time hit here this is something that is a recurring problem because of how often the soil where all these crops are growing is getting sprayed yeah and it's been shown that glyphosate can actually stay in the soil for up to 6 months as well <laughs> so Think about that. Sprayed once. If it's sprayed once, it'll stay there for six months. Yeah. So if you're spraying it continually over and over and over again, it's staying in there for a while. <laughs> it's never leaving. Yeah. It's never leaving. Exactly. And no. there's also been a lot of uh, there's some there's been some international studies that show that there have been uh, traces of glyphosate found in in foods that aren't even sprayed with glyphosate due to uh, runoff from these non-organic farms. So it's been found in fruit juices. It's been found in vegetables. Uh, I mean, most cereal is going to contain glyphosate. Uh, wheat, like I said, which is directly uh, sprayed with glyphosate, but then even animal products because it can get into the feeds of the animals. You know, Think about what a chicken or a cow is feeding on. They're feeding on GMO, genetically modified grains, corn and soy, all crops that are sprayed with glyphosate. They're eating that. It gets into their body. We eat that. It gets into our body. Yeah. It, as we talk more and more about it, it just, uh, it's so amazing how prevalent it is. No matter where you look, it, it seems like there's glyphosate. It is, is it something that you feel like you're able to be very conscious of and, and control the amount of glyphosate that comes into your body or is it something that you've kind of just accepted that there is a small amount that gets in because it's it's almost impossible to avoid yeah unfortunately i'd say every single person in america has at least some amount of glyphosate in their body even if you do everything you possibly can to avoid it and minimize your exposure it's in the air like it's it's everywhere it's it, it is getting into our body but there are things we can do to one, minimize our exposure and then also uh, help detox it, detoxify mm. it out of our body. Uh, so yes, by, by, by following these, these four, these four uh, rules, I guess, if you will, um, to minimize your exposure, I think they're good. It, it's, it's good to do them. You shouldn't just be like, ah, oh, well, like it's, it's in mm -hmm. my body. I'm just going to eat as many non-organic oats <laughs> as I can. Uh, I think these, these things that you can do to minimize it are somewhat effective. And it is, it's, it's much better to have a little bit in your body than a lot of it because it can affect so many different things like, like we just talked about. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary, but I guess hope is not lost here. The four yes. things that we'll talk about shortly aren't necessarily difficult. It reminds me of, of almost like the 80-20 rule where it's like if you do 20% of the 
of the effort here, these four things, and you implement them into your life, you'll reduce probably 80% of the glyphosate that you might have been consuming uh, previously. So it's it's a, a very low effort, high impact set of steps that we'll talk about. So up until this point, most of what we've talked about has been glyphosate sprayed on different crops. But are, are there other areas that we should be thinking about that there's glyphosate sprayed somewhere and, and I should be at least aware of it? Yeah. I mean, just, just think around the house. A lot of people will buy Roundup to spray the weeds uh, maybe that are growing in their gardens or on the driveway, you know, in the, in the cracks on their driveway, <laughs> sidewalks. Um, even, you know, around, uh, around office buildings, things like that, public, public parks, playgrounds, it's, it's sprayed everywhere. And <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's another reason why it's really difficult to avoid it altogether. Yeah. This is probably where the kind of the detox comes in where it's, it's like, if you're going to go to the park, you're, you might come in contact with, it, and that's okay. Don't, you don't have to freak out necessarily about it and, and we'll focus on ways that you can flush it out of your body. Um, but speaking of Roundup and glyphosate being sprayed around the house, I remember last time we spoke, Kevin, you you have like uh, an alternative to Roundup that is non-toxic but still kills the weeds around your house specifically to protect uh, you the, the, your, you have two dogs to, to protect your pets, which again, I mean, yes, this is toxic to humans and it's also toxic. Glyphosate is also toxic to our pets. So what, what is, what is the alternative that you talked about? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's called Sunday lawn care. And we looked this up because of the two dogs. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be spraying some sort of chemical in the backyard on the, the grass that they would eat and then get sick and um, something bad could happen. So we found this company called Sunday Lawn Care. It's actually a fantastic service, not not sponsored or anything by them. But on their website, they talk about how the traditional kind of lawn care approach is to just brute force, spray everything with pesticides and then kill whatever is, is there in your lawn. And so we tend to get some sort of weed that grows in our lawn. And so we've got this custom Sunday Lawn Care kit. They, send out this uh, little kit that allows you to get the the dirt within your own lawn. And then they send it, you send that dirt back and then they send out this kind of custom approach to mm. spraying your, your lawn with whatever weeds might be in it. And so every couple months they send out a new package and I just spray it in the, the yard and you just spray it through your hose. You connect your hose to it. So you're, it's mostly water that you're actually spraying. Gotcha. Gotcha. They also have kind of nutrients and, um, good ingredients that will help grow your lawn and, and kill anything that isn't supposed to be there. But it, it's all very safe. It doesn't have the, the glyphosate ingredient, active ingredient in it. So yeah. you're staying away from that. Um, so there, there are alternatives. It's one of those things that you just kind of have to look for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that you send a sample of your soil to, to them. So they basically, yes. basically customize a formula for you. It, yeah, exactly. It's very customized. You go to like three different areas mm -hmm. of your house with this little tool that gets the dirt and then those three different areas, you put it in a little box and then you ship it off to Sunday lawn care. And then they send out a package based on, on kind of your customized needs and it's all like pre-measured. So they do a kind of like a, a square footage of your lawn and based on how much you need, that's how much they send mm. you. So there's no measurement right. required. They do all of it on the back end. Um, so another benefit 
to Sunday lawn care other than the ingredients themselves. Right. Oh, yeah. oh I, I love that. So that's, that's yeah. a perfect, that's a, that's a perfect segue into our, into our last topic here, which is that's one way to reduce your exposure to mm-hmm. glyphosate, finding a non-toxic solution. So, um, I think, I think it now is a good time to get into other ways to reduce your exposure. And the first thing I recommend doing when you're, when you're shopping in the grocery store is looking for organic, because like we hinted at earlier, if you're buying a product that is certified organic, then it is, it is not sprayed with glyphosate or like I said, any synthetic pesticide or herbicide. Um, but there's a little bit of an asterisk there because plants and products that are still certified organic have still been shown to contain traces amount of glyphosate. And this is because of runoff from non-organic farms, unfortunately. I was just going to ask you about that. So last night we went to the grocery store and I went to go get some bananas and if you look at the banana section, just at the local grocery store, it's like 90% non-organic, 10% organic. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really know why, but I've always kind of just gravitated towards the organic, probably because you've talked about it before, and I get the organic bananas. Am I wasting my money there? Because bananas wasn't something that we talked about. Is, is there any potential that bananas or, or other kind of fruits that we haven't talked about previously are sprayed or somehow get exposed to glyphosate? I don't think that bananas are getting exposed to glyphosate, um, mm. sp- specifically because those are grown in, in, in trees high up. So there shouldn't be any runoff from non-organic farms that are getting into uh, bananas. But there's something called the Dirty Dozen list. Have you heard of this before? I, oh, I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. <laughs> it's the so every year the ewg or the environmental working group they test all different fruits and vegetables to see which ones have the most and the least amount of pesticide residue on them and uh if if, if we're sticking with the bananas example here that normally does not test high in pesticides i normally tell people if it has a skin or a peel like a banana peel or like an avocado, those te- those tend to test lower in pesticides and herbicides because they're protected. Yeah, it's like naturally protected from whatever they might be sprayed with. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> some some of the some of the produce items that test the highest are things like strawberries, uh, spinach, kale. I know peaches and pears are on the list as well. Apples <laughs> tend to test high. So so if you're curious, if you if if you may. So I always, I always recommend going for organic when you can, but if you have a budget, which most people do, including myself, I would recommend looking at this dirty dozen list and trying to purchase the produce items that are on this list, this dirty dozen list, this dirty dozen list, which is 12 fruits and vegetables, try to buy those organic Mm. to limit your exposure. Got it. If they're not on that list and you don't have the budget for it, non-organic is okay. Yes. Uh, there's also something called, which is should be on the same website as the Dirty Dozen. There's something called the Clean 15, which tests the lowest in pesticide residue, which normally those are okay to buy non-organic. Got it. Okay. Do you buy organic bananas? I actually go back and forth on this. Um, yeah. Whatever, what, it, it depends whatever, um, like, 
if I'm out of bananas and I need bananas, I'll just buy whatever is ripe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes I don't know when I, whenever whenever I go to Whole Foods, it seems like the organic bananas are always way more green. Oh yeah, and un unripe compared yes. to the regular ones. So if I got if I go to the store and I got I have bananas on hand at home, I'm good to go. Then I'll buy the organic because they're green and they'll they'll take a few days to ripen. Uh, but if I need bananas in that moment, then I will most likely buy the non organic ones, and yeah. I'm good with it. Okay, that's a good good example then of, of some balance and your thought process on how you decide. Yep, exactly. Oh yeah, also real quickly, when I was in California uh, visiting, uh, so Simple Mills invited me to uh, tour their almond orchard in California. And when we, when we were driving to the, to the actual orchard, there was a road and on one side of the road, there was organic almonds being, there were organic almonds being grown. And on the other side, it was non-organic almonds. And you could see, you could see the difference. One of them uh, had perfectly green grass underneath the trees, and it just looked, it looked beautiful on, on one side. And the other side, there was no green. It basically just looked like dirt. And you could easily tell that the soil on the left side was, was dead, basically. <laughs> and the soil on the right was flourishing. and uh, I mean, there were, there were a lot of, a lot of plants and, and, and other things on that right side. So that's a perfect example of how runoff can occur. If it rains and, uh, the, the side on the left side was, was sprayed with glyphosate that could easily, easily go across the road onto the organic farms. And I think there's, there's many other examples of this, you know, throughout the country where, um, these non-organic farms are basically contaminating the organic farms, which is why there's actually something even better you can look for that's not organic, but it's also but it's um but it's called glyphosate residue free. And there's a certification on a lot of packages nowadays, and this is becoming more and more popular, which is great. Uh, but yeah, it's a little it's a little green box at the bottom of products and you'll see glyphosate residue free. So there's a third party that's coming in and testing these products to determine if there's any glyphosate, whether or not they're organic, they were sprayed with glyphosate, doesn't matter. They could have gotten it somehow from another nearby farm. That's what this this third party is testing. Exactly. Yes. Got it. That because is cool. they, Is that what Oatly was doing? Is that Yes. Uh, yes. Same? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. They're they're a part of that. So um just a, a few other brands that I love, you know, Chosen Foods is on there. Kettle and Fire is on there. Uh, Kiki Milk is on there. Beekeepers Naturals. These are all uh, brands that are that are really going one step ahead and mm-hmm. ensuring that no glyphosate is getting into their products. Even even though, I mean, these products, they're not being sprayed with glyphosate, but they want to make sure, mm-hmm. hey, these aren't being contaminated from from other non-organic farms. Yeah, this is like uh, the biggest green flag that I think we've yes. talked about. Like you're going the extra mile yes. to bring in a third party to verify that, hey, I did all the work right, but also no one else ruined my work either. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So so that's that's one of the the best things you can see on a package, um, mm-hmm. especially so if that, you're buying. Yeah. That will be on the package, but 
glyphosate itself, we should have said this earlier, that will or will not be on the, the package. That that will not. That will not be listed anywhere. If mm-hmm. if you're buying, you know, for example, you say you're buying some oatmeal, which is mm-hmm. which tests very high in glyphosate, non non organic oatmeal, it will not say anywhere on that package that it's sprayed with glyphosate. <laughs> it may say okay. that it's a genetically modified food, which is a red flag, which which what which is what we should look for, but no, it will not it will not disclose that. Oh, this this oatmeal has been sp- sprayed with glyphosate. <laughs> Although I, I think yeah. it should, I think it should come in w- with a warning label. Yeah, it, it absolutely should. Then it known carcinogen uh, <laughs> should. <laughs> I, if I'm the company, I'm not advertising that. But as a right. consumer, I want to know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so so that so that's the best thing you can look for. But like we talked about, there there are other things you can do to reduce your exposure. One of them being like like Kevin mentioned, finding a non toxic. Uh, weed killer alternative, uh, but also glyphosate has been shown to be in tap water, which is not surprising mm-hmm. at all. It's it's everywhere. It's sprayed everything, so it's getting into our water systems, which is why I recommend looking for a reverse osmosis water filter if you can find it, uh, or if, or if and if you can afford it, um, because that literally filters out everything out of your water. And every time I mention a reverse osmosis water filter, people are like, isn't that, isn't that going to filter out the minerals in my tap water too? Yes, it is going to filter out the minerals, but you want to filter out everything, especially now with everything that is in our tap water, uh, pharmaceuticals are in our tap water, glyphosate's in our, in our tap water, other pesticides and herbicides, microplastics, so many other things to where if you're filtering out the small amount of minerals that's in your tap water, Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine because that's not even where we should be getting our minerals in the first place. We should be getting our minerals from real foods, fruits and vegetables. Uh, even even animal protein contain, contains small amounts of minerals. Or, or, or taking taking a magnesium or potassium or calcium supplement as well. Yeah, there's so much bad in tap water. So that much. it's worth losing a little bit of the good to yes. to get rid of all the bad. Yeah, and and. There are so many other water filters out there, and I hate to uh, call out Brita, but for example, Brita, which is so popular, I, I, I used a Brita filter all throughout college. It's great. It filters out some things, but it's not filtering out glyphosate, and that goes for a lot of other cheaper filters out there, which is, which is why I really recommend going for reverse osmosis. And I'll leave a, I'll leave a link to the one that I use down below. Um, Aqua true is the brand that I use. And I have a link for, I think it's at least a hundred dollars off your, uh, your, your purchase. So. All right. It's pretty impressive that they're able to filter out glyphosate through that filter. Um, when you think about it, if it's just sprayed on certain crops that are nearby and somehow get into the water, that's, it's impressive. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Yeah, it, it goes through a three or four stage kind of filtering process that that literally removes everything. And actually, now that I now that I just talked about all of that, I remembered Aquatrue does actually they just came out with a with a filter that actually adds the minerals back in to your water. So oh, wow. <laughs> it takes everything out and then it adds the good stuff back in, which which I which is the filter that I have. So if you are if you are worried about that, now you have a solution. That's part of the reverse osmosis filter, or that's like an add-on. No, that's it's it's part of it. Yeah, it's just okay. it's, yeah, it's just so there's a like I said, there's it's it's technically four stage uh, filter, but there's three different filters that you buy, and one of them is the one that basically adds back in the minerals. Mm, got it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
So that's, that's another thing you can do to reduce your exposure, Ex- reduce your exposure, filter your water. I think that is so, so important. And mm-hmm. then uh, something else you can do is, which we talked about, but go for organic when you can, but specifically for uh, sh- uh, bed sheets, towels, uh, clothes, if you're kind of... This is, I mean, this isn't, this isn't the first thing that I would do. I'd say start with the food, but if you, if you, if you're listening to this and you're saying, okay, yeah, Kyle, I've already done that. I'm already, you know, aware of the glyphosate in my food and the, the, the different foods that I bring into my home. Then I would say next step is go for the organic cotton clothes, the organic cotton sheets, the organic cotton towels, because like we talked about cotton is heavily sprayed with glyphosate. So you you do want to go for organic here to ensure it's not being sprayed with glyphosate. Yeah, is the, is the thought there that if you are wearing cotton clothing or cotton bed sheets, that it can somehow get into your skin? Is it going to cause yeah. acne issues? What, what is the downside of that? Yeah, I'd say it, it, it can be absorbed through the skin, absolutely, and then mm-hmm. into your body the same way if you were to you know eat oats that are contaminated with glyphosate. Yeah, that's kind of scary because you, you're on your bed, let's say, eight hours a day. Yeah. And you're almost constantly covered somehow in glyphosate. It's a mm. kind of a scary thought to think about. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, so just to, to recap those four keys to, to success here in avoiding glyphosate. The four things are one is organic. Two is looking for a glyphosate residue-free certification. Three is looking for some sort of tap water filter, specifically reverse osmosis. And then four is cotton, organic cotton clothes, bed sheets. Uh, th- those are the four big ones. Yep. Those are the four big ones. And then I'd say even bonus tip for you. Uh, if yeah. you, I have, a, I have a map in front of me right now of the areas in the United States where glyphosate is most heavily sprayed. And it's definitely, you know, the Midwest where, where you would expect, um, glyphosate to be sprayed the most where there are a lot of farms and where a lot of crops are grown. So if you, I mean, if you live anywhere, I recommend getting some sort of air filter in your home to, to clean and, and filter the air. But especially if you live in those Midwest states, I would absolutely recommend investing in a high quality air purifier or air filter because uh, glyphosate is going to be in the air. And if you inhale it, you know, it's another way it's getting into your body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, maybe towards the end of the list on on this one, just because of all the other ways that are more direct, but it's absolutely worth considering, especially if you're in those areas. Yeah. And again, I'll I'll (laughs) leave a link to uh, the air doctor, which is which is the air filter that I use down below. I think I have a I have a discount for that one as well. Look at that. Helping ever out people. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to help pe- help people. Um, especially, with, yeah, especially with this glyphosate issue because it's it's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one feels like it's one that you've been talking about for a while. It feels like it was towards the beginning of your kind of health journey. You, you started learning about glyphosate and just how prevalent it is. Yeah, I mean every every health expert or doctor that I learn from or you know whatever book i read or whatever podcast i listened to or whatever article i read glyphosate always kept popping up so i knew immediately that that it was um a very important topic and something we should really be deliberate about minimizing our exposure to 
Yeah. And you mentioned too before, it hasn't even been around that long. I think that the 1970s when it was started to, to be widely used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, 50 years? <laughs> 50 years. Yeah. So when, when people say that, oh yeah, it's, it's probably going to be okay. I don't know that we can conclude that maybe even no. one way or another, um, that it, it can just be okay. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that, that that's a good, that's a good point to leave to, to end this episode. You know, you're going to hear people that, that are going to say, oh, it's fine. It, 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 you know, it's not a big deal. Um, where I would, I would argue the other way and say we should be avoiding it and minimizing our exposure where we can. Use those four rules, or or five, I guess, since we gave a bonus tip, but use those four rules to minimize your exposure to glyphosate. That is going to be it for episode 29. We will see you next week in episode 30.